Welcome to Why Sew, the podcast where some of your favorite sewing personalities and rising stars share what motivates them to create using needle and thread. I'm your host, Jason Prater, and with me today is Michelle Morris of Sewn Magazine and That Black Chick. I'm really excited to get to speak with her about why she sews. Welcome to Why So, Michelle. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, you know, before we get going, maybe uh, you can tell us just a little bit about yourself and your background and, you know, what you're doing. Absolutely. So, like like you said, my name is Michelle. And first I started with my blog, That Black Chick. It was a way for me to actually just showcase photographs online. I was new to blogging in 2013. So I found that you can put pictures online and I'm a serial picture taker. So I was like off for it. And I happened upon the sewing blog and I hadn't, mind you, I hadn't been sewing in like 20 plus years by this time. And it was like, wow, people are still sewing and there's blogs. And, you know, so then I got back into the swing of it. And it seemed like on the blog, I started posting pictures of the things that I was sewing and that was gathering more interest in the blog. So that's how the blog turned into a sewing blog. And then, yeah, and then I followed that up with several years later with the fact that I wasn't seeing many people that looked like me in sewing publications. So then I hopped on and started publishing a sewing magazine called Sewing Magazine. Let me get this straight. So you you start you start you start a blog that you're yes. just going to share some pictures. So it really had no sewing connection whatsoever at this point. None. And then a few years later, you decide to just start your own magazine so you can share with the world uh, more people that look like you. Absolutely. That is, that is freaking awesome. I love While that. working a full time job too. While work. Uh, oh my goodness. What do you do? Uh, Full time. Um, in the health administration business. And you're still doing this? No, I just uh, during the pandemic is when I stopped doing that. So now I'm freelancing full time. Okay, I was gonna say, what are you, you superwoman? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, yeah, you know, I've got a whole bunch of questions and we could take this in a whole bunch of directions. But first and foremost, do you consider yourself uh, like a sewist, a seamstress, a quilter, an omnicrafter? Like what's your your focus? What's the thing that, you know, Michelle's best known for? I, l- I like omnicrafter. No, I, that was the first <laughs> time I ever heard that one. But I asked myself that same question quite a few times. And what I'll say is that sewing for me is not like therapeutic at all. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I appreciate the fact that with my hands, I can create something that people want to see. So that's why I that's why I sew. So I just consider myself an artist, whether it be with um, and I also do I do draw and paint. But whatever I'm doing, I, I just consider it all art. Like, I I create wearable art. But now you have like, you have a background in fashion design though, right? So do you you sew mostly clothes? Yeah, my background is in uh, fashion design. And so I've had experience with fashion design and tailoring. So majority of the garments I make are... Like I do, like I said, like I consider them pieces of art, but I mostly create garments and not your everyday garments. I'm like creating that stuff that's out there that makes people say, wow, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. That's so cool. So how how did you get into sewing to begin with? I, I talked to a lot of people and 
you know, sometimes it's, uh, it's usually, you know, mom or grandmom mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. But how did you get started sewing? What, what brought you to the sewing world for a creative outlet, if you will? Absolutely. So I'll say when I was a younger, I was sewing, I was sewing by hand, but it wasn't, I would say it was probably more out of necessity than, than anything else is because, you know, unfortunately we weren't very well off. So I had to be creative with the garments that I did have. So I did refashioning before refashioning was a thing. So I did start out like that. And then I went into junior high school and home economics. And that's where I was introduced to a sewing machine. My economics teacher was amazing. And that's where I took off with like actually creating my own garments. That's awesome. Now, at that time, I mean, so you're like middle school and I love to always ask this. So were your friends sewing too, or was this like a Michelle thing and, and all your friends were doing their stuff, but Michelle was sewing? It definitely was a Michelle thing because, well, everyone's, you know, back then everybody took home economics and I hear they were bringing it back. I don't know what the pandemic was going to happen mm. with that, but I was excited to hear that they were bringing it back to schools. But um, everyone had to take economics, home economics. You had to take sewing. You had to take the cooking. So I did that with, you know, school. But outside of that, I just fell in love with sewing and being able to create clothing that I couldn't purchase. So outside of that, yeah, that was all me. It was like I had people coming to me like, oh, can you make me this? And I'm like, yeah, I can. Didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so your friends, your friends thought it was cool. Like this wasn't something they were making fun Absolutely. of you for. They thought it was pretty cool Absolutely. that you were creating stuff. Absolutely. That's- I made some ill-fitting clothes for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so what was what was like the first thing you made on the sewing machine? I know you you did some hand sewing to, mm. you know, alter clothing for yourself prior to that. But on the sewing machine, what was the first thing you created? The first thing, and I kid you not, the first thing I made in home economics class while everybody else was making pillowcases is I made a pleated pair of pants. <laughs> and they were amazing. I, I To this day, I'm like, wow, what? How did, I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> But was it like teacher, the style? I need some pleated pants. I mean, what was going on? I remember, because that same pair of pleated pants I tried to make for all my friends. But I guess my teacher, like, she saw something in me where, you know, okay, well, we can start with this project, you know, um, versus starting with the easier projects. Yeah, I just dived in and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, that's so cool. So you have this home ec teacher, I, I, I guess, was, I mean, would you say that she's been your, like, she was your primary teacher? I mean, she's how you learn to sew properly? Absolutely. Miss Bigelow. Yeah, she was it. My family, no one in my family sews that I know of, you know, that were close around me. But yeah, uh, so she was my mentor, my cheerleader. She was, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. That's what teachers are supposed to do, right? Yes. So you, you, you sewed when you were at school, but then what about at home? Did you were you able to buy a sewing machine or, and so you could continue to sew at home or did you just spend a lot of extra time at school? Like, how did that? To be honest with you, like, so when I was younger, I didn't have money to get a sewing machine at home, but I went to my teacher's house. And so <laughs> like we were that, it was that special of a relationship is that, you know, I was at her house sewing. And then when I got and I didn't get a sewing, my own sewing machine until I was in high school is when I got a sewing machine, wow. like shout, in high school. Yeah. Shout out to Ms. Bigelow for Absolutely. taking time <laughs> after school to sew with yes. you. That's 
That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that is that is super cool. So you're sewing with Miss Bigelow, learning all this stuff. Like, so what, what, what comes next? I mean, you, you take a long period of time. You said like 20 years, you know, that you didn't really sew or do much with it. You start this blog. I mean, what, what were you doing in the meantime? And, and what brought you back to sewing? I mean, we talked about the, the blog, but. So, um, so after junior high school, I went to high school and they had a technical school. And lo and behold, they had a fashion design program. So after I went with Mrs. Bigelow, I went into school for three years. We did, I did the fashion design program. So that honed my skill on the design side, learning pattern making and everything. So I was making garments all the way up to then. Graduated high school, went to, I did go to one year more college of art in Philadelphia, but I couldn't afford that. So then I went to technical school for tailoring and I did finish that program. And so then after that, that's when I fell off the sewing because I was actually sewing for people and that became become tedious. And then it was like I grew up, I was an adult and then family things started happening. <laughs> so that's where after the tailoring, after I got my tailoring degree, that's where it teetered off where I wasn't sewing so much, right. um, you know. So that's life, where it, life started getting in the way. It did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that happens, right? I know. I know. I tried yeah. to tell my kids before they became adults and now they're adults and they're like, wait, what? What is this? I was like, I told you. <laughs> exactly. I know my, my girls are 19 and 20. So they're just at that age where, yeah. you know, they're starting to learn that, man, adulting is hard. Right. <laughs> Get you know while you're young, do those fun stuff because Absolutely. the world's about to smack you in the head. Yep. <laughs> so you know when you when you're not well, I, I shouldn't say when you're not. What 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 kind of things do you like to sew now? Like what do what do you in your magazine? I know you 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 show off a lot of really cool stuff. Is that all Michelle's creations? Uh, not everything in the magazine. So my favorite thing to do is I love like I'm a denim head, and if I could do everything in denim, I would. So that's my fabric of choice. I work a lot with denim. I like creating different textiles with denim. I love piecework and just making denim look as abstract or as interesting as possible. I do a lot with that. Oh, that's cool. And, and is that all primarily garment focused or, or do you do pretty other much. things? Yeah, pretty much. So major, I would say 90% of the things I do are garments. And then other things, you know, like right now I'm doing this denim piecework. Uh, I don't know oh, if you can see yeah, that. Yeah, I can see that's fantastic. I'm doing this. This is going to be the front cover for a tote bag for my niece for Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that, hey, that's a great, thank you for that entree <laughs> into my next question. <laughs> my next question was going to be about, you know, I, I talked to so many people that, of course, sewers are, are constantly asked to sew things, but some of their favorite things seem to be giving handmade gifts. And uh, so, I've, you know, I, I just wonder, is that something that you do often? And does any particular gift you've ever given that was handmade sort of stand out to you as uh, particularly memorable? I don't do a lot of gift giving with handmade items because I learned a long time ago is people they take your gifts. They take them. I don't know if they really know what to do with them or if they really want them. So that little, that confuses me a little bit. So I'm like, I don't want to put the burden on you, you know, 
accepting a gift, not using it or whatever, you know. So if I'm giving a gift, it's usually like my immediate family, like my sister, my daughter, you know, someone close to me. But like just on an average, I did two years ago, I did make for my sister's uh, 50th birthday party. I did make cosmetic bags for everyone to give away. And I said, okay, they'll be able to use this, you know, this is a usable item. But I typically don't do that. But I do make, I make a lot of artwork for myself. <laughs> to be honest. Um, the handbag you just showed me, that looks like that's going to be pretty much a piece of art. That, oh, this that is, is fantastic. And, and this year, I told everyone, I said, this year for my immediate family is going to be handmade gifts. So th- th- I told them, I said, mo- majority of your gifts are going to be handmade. So this will be the first year that I'm actually doing a whole bunch of handmade stuff. So this was one of the items that I said I would make. She was like, I need a tote bag. And I was like, oh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I, yeah, so this year will be interesting. So I'm interested to see how this goes over, you know, this year. So I think it'll be okay. I think I've got, a good ideal for these people, what I can give them and they'll use. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, I talked to another guest uh, on another podcast about that, this very topic and, and her answer was interesting in that, you know, she does give gifts, but not just out of the blue. She really wants to work with the person to create the gift, right? Oh, okay. So that she is certain that it's something that they're going to want and use and get something out of versus, oh, this is great. I know you spent a lot of time on it, but I really don't like it. So I'm going to stick it over here in the corner. You know? Absolutely. That, <laughs> Nobody likes that. That's a great idea. So yeah, that's... Uh, like you can do that with your immediate family. You usually got a, right. a pretty good idea. And especially right. if it's your kids, the moms yeah. seem to have that sixth sense, you know, they know what the kids want. Yeah. So in your, in your sewing journey and when you're doing your everyday sort of sewing, are there tools and gadgets, notions, things that are just must haves for you that um, you'd like to talk about? What are your favorite? So, what are your favorite things to use when you're sewing? My favorite things to use. I just got a new gadget that I think is really cool. It's this ruler that you measure. You put your needle down, and you know. Well, let me go back. I don't understand why sewing machine makers don't mark where three eighths of an inch is a half inch. I was like, just put the mark on there that says that, so that I can get my seam correct. So I just found this really new, cool ruler. And, and you need um, to send that to their suggestion jars. <laughs> I mean, they, they are all looking for ways to like improve. Like you got, I got like 20 million sewing machines. So I just got this really cool new ruler where you put the needle down and it measures it. And then you put on your metals, your magnetic um, seam guide that helps you guide the fabric through at the real, you know, straight angle. So I thought that was pretty cool. But for the most part, my my issues and what I find most helpful is a machine that can handle denim and I'm on a quest. So I have brilliant machines, but I'm on a quest for this denim sewing machine outside of a um, industrial. I don't have room for an industrial machine. Right. So I'm looking. So I'm testing out one now. And I've been having fun on it with this recent project and so far so good. So I would have to say a denim sewing machine okay. is my favorite thing. Yeah, you're not going to be buying that at, uh, at the big box stores, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, you need a workhorse for that. Yes. 
Yeah, that's that's interesting with denim. I mean, right, you get needle selection is is a big deal, right? Absolutely. The, the yeah, right kind I, of thread is a big deal. You can't just right. pick up anything and sew denim or any yeah. thick fabric. That's main, yeah, that's the main thing. The thread, because uh, I love top stitching. And so that top stitching thread will eat a regular machine up like, <laughs> like nobody's right. business. And I think that's the struggle, getting a machine that can handle that. You know, everyone says theirs can sew denim. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> so. <laughs> I want to be able to sew fast and good. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Without rethreading every five seconds for a shred in the thread, you know, something that can yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. You are you a Bernina ambassador, or you do something with Bernina? No, I'm Husqvarna. Right Viking, now. Viking. Yeah, okay, Viking. yeah. Okay, do you do you? So you're only on Viking, or also FAF? Um, no, I'm just using Viking right okay. now. So that machine is beautiful for regular sewing. Sometimes it'll it'll stitch my denim thread. Sometimes it won't. Just like yeah. the other machines, I'm finding. So I'm not using much denim on that machine. Yeah. Well, I can sew, uh, I should say this. I can sew the denim, it's the top stitching. Yeah. Because I don't have to use top stitching with that when I'm sewing the denim. Right. But that top stitching thread. Combination of thick thread and thick material is, yes. is, is lethal for sewing machines. Absolutely. So, you know, looking at where you are today, you got a magazine, you got a, a cool blog. Sewing's given you some opportunities, right? I mean, how would you say it that's, you know, sewing has really enriched your life? Like what, if you could just put that into words, what does that, what does that sound like? I think sewing has opened me up to a whole bunch of possibilities, right? So, and I've met some wonderful people, engaging people that had I not met in this sewing community, I would have never known about, you know, some amazing people. So it, I would say the most important thing that I take away from sewing is the fact that I get to share my art with the world. And I absolutely love to talk to people about the clothes I make because I know that everything I make is not for everybody. So mm -hmm. I enjoy those conversations, whether they're good or bad. So that has been a plus in um, in my sewing journey. So I would say, yeah, meeting the people, showing my work, the opportunities to experience machines like Viking and Bernina, those type of things have been amazing. Yeah. Every time I'm on the podcast with a new guest, uh, it, it always seems to come up, but the quality of the people within the sewing community and within the sewing industry, both just seems to be different. You know, something special and different about that subset of the population, right? That right. they seem to all have this quality of, of sharing and mm -hmm. giving that is just different. You know, you, I'm sure there's good people in the plastics industry, and right. the, the automotive <laughs> industry, but, right. you know, just specifically about the sewing business, I, I've just found a lot of good people absolutely yeah i, I love that and creative people yeah so oh, for sure and that's my too. thing so anything if i can put an art spin on it i'm i'm all about it and if you want to engage and talk about it i'm like so happy to do so <laughs> that's cool do you, now now you said before you do some other kinds of art i mean you, you draw and paint and things of that nature as well absolutely yeah and then 
sometimes I work that into my sewing as well. One of the things since I, you know, work with denim so much, one of the things I've been getting real passionate about is like, I do artwork in bleach on the denim. So I love doing that. So I've done a couple of different big things with the bleach denim. I'm um, just cool. taking my paintbrush and going in there. And I'm Is really like interested. all abstract like stuff or some, some abstract, some not. I did uh, one, I did a really cool denim jacket with an elephant on the back of it. So that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Neat. So, you know, a lot of good people in the industry are, are there any people that are in the industry? I mean, this is the industry of, of a lot of accomplished, creative, strong women. In particular, not that there's some guys that so and and we like those guys, too. But, but you know, <laughs> predominantly, you know, this is a, a woman dominated right. uh, community and, and, and place, even on the business side of things. You know, right. you know, a lot of the people that are influential in the, in the industry are women. I just wonder, are, are any of those folks, sewist makers, women business owners in the industry, people that you look up to or that have had some specific impact on your own career? Absolutely. So when I started my blog, the first sewing blog that I saw, and I'm sure you have, you'll <laughs> talk to a lot of people that Mimi G is the first blog that I saw. That was the sewing blog that, and I was like, I can sew. Like, this is a thing. So I was like, you know, I was like, okay, I was following her way back when. Yeah, and she's so awesome. she prompted me to start back sewing because I'm looking and I'm like, I can do this. I used to do this. I can do it. So I would say first starting off with the blogs, it was Mimi G. And, you know, I followed her, still follow her to the day. As I got into sewing. East Coast, West Coast. There we go. (laughs) Yep. As I got into the sewing and everything, Carolyn Norman, Diary of a Sewing Fanatic. I don't know if I got her blog right. I might get it right. Might have gotten wrong. But she was also influenced, you know, with learning new things, learning new techniques. Aaron from Style So Me, those are t- some people that I've actually had relationships with and still have relationships with in the sewing community that I consider friends. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You said something earlier and I, and I, I didn't really get to, to dig into it, but, you know, you, you started this magazine and you said one of the reasons that you started the magazine is because you were seeing a lot of publications and, and things where uh, people that look, you didn't see a lot of folks that look like you. I, I assume yeah. you mean uh, people of color. Uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, I'm just curious, I just dig into that a little bit. What, sure. what, what specifically about that, you know, was it the people that were creating in there that you primarily didn't see and you knew that there were people of color that were creative and you wanted to give them a place or you just wanted your own space, you know, that you, you weren't. <laughs> it's all about me. No. <laughs> No, you hit the nail on the head with the first one. It was that the creators. So, and to be honest with you, I don't buy sewing magazines often. And I know a lot of people don't. My Joanne's in line and, you know, I might take a look at it. The cover's interesting. And one day I happened to look in there and I'm like looking through the whole thing. And I'm like, okay. And for some reason, I don't know what it was, but I bought another magazine. And I'm looking through this magazine and I'm like, okay. Let me look at the creators. I'm like looking at all these creators. I'm like, okay, I know the sewing community out there is colorful. And I'm like, why aren't these people? Okay. And then so then I was on a quest. 
So I'm buying all these magazines and I'm just going. And I went from $5 magazines up to $20 magazines. And I'm like, wait, I found like two, two people of color. They weren't African-American, but that was all I could find out of 12 magazines. I'm like, wow. are you kidding me? I was like, this has, no, it's, we're out there. <laughs> like, there, you know, so that prompted me to do survey. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to make my magazine. And I was like, you know, so I was on a quest. It happened in 2017. Thank God it's still going. <laughs> so I represent African-American makers, but I also show all kinds of makers in my magazine. I'm not, you know, it's not a black magazine. Right, like right. I've heard people say that, you know, yeah, you will see a lot of makers in there that are African-American, but you will also see other ethnicities in the magazine. But, yeah. and, you know, and I'm proud of that. And that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I executed. That's fantastic. Yeah. Why do you think it is that you weren't seeing people of color as creators in other publications? Do you think that has more to do with the editors and, and people at those, the publishers of those magazines, not recruiting specifically those people or, you know, how, how are they not getting connected? You know, if there's a lot of right. good creators out there, mm-hmm. you know, why, why weren't they getting put together? You think? Yeah. So as I, now I've been publishing some of those magazines now that, you know, since that has happened mm-hmm. and doing my own and looking for people to be in the magazine. So I kind of stepped back and I, I did ask myself the same question. I'm like, I'm a go-getter. So me as an influencer, if I'm attracted to a product or I'm attracted to a brand, you know what? I have no problem reaching out to that brand saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I like your product. I'm interested in your product. I don't think there's a lot of people who do that of mm-hmm. color, right? So if you don't ask, you never know, number one. You never yeah. know. So that could be it. I don't know. My main social media platform is Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that's so wonky. I don't know if now they're playing off of whoever's popular, how to get popular. People are getting shadow banned now. And so it's really hard to see who's popular and who's not if they're taking the information from there. So I'm not quite sure, you know, if they're not looking for the people or the people are not looking for them. So it's, um, I'm split on why we're not in there at this point. So it must be a combination of the two. I I mean, in in today's world, I would think especially that, you know, publishers would be super in tune with that. I mean, all you gotta do is watch the news for five seconds and, (laughs) and, you know, it it would tell you, this is what you should be doing, (laughs) you know, and for for good reason. Right. But uh, it would be hard to believe that they weren't trying to do that. I said, that just was curiosity to me, but. Um, yeah, yeah I think it. somewhere along the way in the beginning, I pr- they probably weren't trying to, I'm going yeah. to just say that, yeah. you know, and again, but with this day and age now, I've, I've seen more since my magazine has been out. I've definitely seen more people of color in some of these magazines. So I'm happy to see that. I don't know if I like to think that you had something to do with it, maybe. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know if I had a little bit to do with that, but I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, so that's always exciting. But, um, yeah. That's that's cool. 
I love seeing that. I mean, I, I hear a lot of stories. Uh, everybody's is a little different, but certainly right. of women in particular in this business that, you know, started with a, just an idea usually, or just maybe even stumbled into something. Then we're like, you know, right. well, I can make a business out of this. Absolutely. And then, you know, before you know it, it's, it's a massive business, a, a real legitimate career that is uh, paying them a living wage. Absolutely. And that, that's, that is so cool. You know, even, Absolutely. even, even to the extent of bringing that kind of stuff to third world countries and places mm-hmm. where people don't have our opportunities. Sewing seems to be a way that gives in particular women a chance to, to stand on their own two feet. Yeah, pretty, it pretty, definitely does. Pretty cool stuff. So, you, you do a lot of fashion sewing, but is there any other kind of sewing or technique or something sewing related that you haven't tried that you're that you're wanting to try that might be sort of, you know, on your sewing bucket list, if you will? So let me be honest with you. All right. So I have <laughs> two very good top top and high end embroidery machines. I, for the life of me, have not sat down to conquer embroidery, and I'm ashamed to say it. Viking, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That is my 2022 goal is to get on those machines because I do, like, like this embroidery, the thing that I just showed you for my daughter's, um, my niece's um, bag, like this kind of embroidery, I know I can do this on my machine. But yeah. it's like I haven't sat down and had the time to do it. So that is absolutely 2022. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to embrace the embroidery machines and learn how to use them and make magical things happen. Oh, man, you have my mind <laughs> turning there now. I'm thinking that would be an interesting uh an interesting video cast of Ellen March teaching Michelle Morris how to use her Viking embroidery machine. I I would be down for that. I, I, I think I we could get some tra- I think we get some traction on that. <laughs> be like embroidery 101 but with a real live person that people know and follow. I thought, I'm going to have to put that bug in in Ellen's ear on that. Email, I good. I I'll definitely do that because I've been, you know, I have some product here, and I'm like, I haven't had the time to use it yet. (laughs) I'd make a good National Embroidery Month piece of content there, Michelle. (laughs) Watch Michelle learn how to use her embroidery machine. (laughs) That's cool. All right, machine embroidery. Well, when you get ready for that. If we don't pull off what I was just suggesting, uh, we certainly have some products for you to to help you along the way. Uh, that's for sure. Absolutely, that's our wheelhouse. So, uh, you showed me the 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 bag project. Is that is that the only thing you're sewing on right now? I mean, you said you got all these other gifts that you're making handmade. What else are you sewing? I am my daughter, whose face you'll see all over my blog. She is the face of that black chick. She is my muse. <laughs> so uh, last year she was like, mom, I got all these. She graduated from the University of Richmond. She was like, I have all these T-shirts. She was like, I need you to make me a quilt. So that is the first project that I started cutting out. So I am making her with her 37 T-shirts, a Richmond University quilt. That is one of my biggest things on here. And I'm, I'm no peace culture by any stretch of the imagination. 
So it was funny because I was taking pictures and I said, I can't show these people how I really do this because the quilters are going to be mad at me because I'm, I'm sure not doing it right. But, but we were working with 12 by 12 squares. So that's the first thing I cut out. I'm going to make a couple of shirts for my sons and I don't know what else I'm going to do. Uh, that's that's cool. So your daughter, I, I was going to ask you about her. I, I've seen her all over your magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, does she sew at all or is she, she, she just your model and muse? She's just she's just my model and muse. No, it was funny. We put she was uh, going to she waited last minute. She was going to costume party. And she said, I need a tool skirt. And I'm like, wait, you wait a last minute and you want a tool skirt. I was like, you are so sewing this yourself. So we did do um, a little sit down, a little mini lesson. And she did sew a little thinly layered tool skirt because she was like, not about all those layers. So that's about the extent of her sewing. I she does it. not sew. Don't you love how the sewist in the family, you know, everybody thinks that you can just whip something up on a on the drop of a dime, right? It's kind of like when Absolutely. you're a doctor in the family, everybody wants to show you their, you know, mole or you know, <laughs> tell you about their latest ache or pain. It's yep. like, hey, I get paid to do this stuff. Right, right. right? <laughs> no, this is not... Uh-huh. So, Michelle, I'm sure you are many things outside of sewing. What other things do you involve yourself with, maybe hobbies or or otherwise, when you're not working your full-time job and your other two uh, full-time jobs? (laughs) (laughs) I like that, my three full-time jobs. (laughs) What what else might you be interested in? Um, I love uh, interior design, so I'm always trying to rip something apart and put something back together. So I've done upholstery. I've done a little woodwork. I don't like it, but woodwork. You know. Whoa, now hold on. Yeah. Like <laughs> with a table saw <laughs> and a jigsaw. Wait, and what, what wait, are you about? wait, let me correct that. I don't know if you really call it wood. I did baseboard. <laughs> 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 I have I do have a little hand saw. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's about the extent of it. And I've made shelves, just the, you know, the wood shelves. Yeah. I don't get into, um, but I have tiled. I've done tile and I've cut tile, bought a tile cutter and everything. So look at so, you. Yeah. So home improvement little, type little, stuff. Little DIY uh, home improvement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. I don't even do tile work. Jeez. I like to do all sorts of woodworking and things of that okay. nature, but tile work, no, not so much. Yeah, I really <laughs> love tile. When I first moved here, we gutted the living room floor and I did a whole big mosaic tile on that floor. That took months and months, but that was like, come after work, do some tile. That was easy because I was just breaking tile to fit into places. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to be perfect with that. You just have to have Absolutely. an artistic eye though. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. That's crazy. So I've enjoyed talking with you and I I always try to end the podcast with a a particular question that I I always tell people that, you know, I I don't believe in this industry that we are selling thread and fabric and notions and needles, etc. But what we're really selling is this sort of feeling of accomplishment and satisfaction that comes with creating something. Would you agree with that? And, and, and if so, how has that feeling, if you will, you know, help shape your sewing journey? 
That I absolutely agree with that 100 percent, because I said like for me, that's what sewing is, being able to create something and garner some kind of response from someone. So I'm amazed even, you know, even when people don't like my stuff, I'm still amazed at the conversations that I have with these people and the artists. So creating is like that's just, you know, that's what I live for. And I was like I said, I don't like every step of the process. But the fact that I can do it and I, I do it well, you know, that's amazing to me that I can make something out of my hand, take something and, you know, a piece of fabric and make it into this awesome piece of thing or garment, whatever, whatever I'm making and have people, you know, admire it, not like it or whatever. Like to me, like I said, to me, it doesn't matter just as long as it provoke some kind of conversation. I'm, I'm, I love that. That's, that's, that's an awesome answer. I, I have not had that particular answer or, or that <laughs> thought that, you know, sewing being a way to create communication. Wow. That's profound. <laughs> I mean, I was, yeah, that was, that kind of blows me away. I, I really hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Even when someone doesn't like something, there's always mm-hmm. good conversation to be had, right? Absolutely. Well, I can't think of a better way to sign off on this podcast than with that. We should all strive for looking for ways to talk to each other, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you taking time today, uh, Michelle. I mean, anybody with three full-time jobs doesn't have a whole lot of time to spare, so... <laughs> Uh, thanks for taking you know your time and talking with us. That uh, we Absolutely. really appreciate it. And it was fun to get to know you. It was fun talking to you. Thank you well, so much for the opportunity. Oh, everybody! Uh, this was Michelle Morris with thatblackchick.com. Just like it sounds. Uh, I thought it was that black chic at first, but I saw the little <laughs> chick in the logo and made me realize what it was. And Sewn Magazine. Thanks again, Michelle. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. You take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Why So with Sulky. Give us a rating or a review and be sure to shop your favorite Sulky products, including threads, stabilizers, kits, and more at sulky.com.